0: to have you back hour number two of the bill michaels show on this friday beautiful friday edition this portion of the program always brought to you by our friends at bud light they are the official beer sponsor of the bill michaels sports talk network and don't forget wednesday night live back again coming up next week next week at the budweiser pavilion wisconsin state fair park and, uh, boy, a great show this past week by Madison County. And coming up this Wednesday, Cherry Pie takes the stage. It is the rocker's night. Hopefully the weather's good, but, oh, my goodness, Cherry Pie is going to be rocking the stage. Looking forward to it. Big time. Be a packed house out there on uh, June 8th. So looking forward to that. Wednesday night live back at the Budweiser Pavilion, Wisconsin State Fair Park. All shows are 7 to 10. Gates open up at 6. $10 to park your car, free for a motorcycle, and it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Good stuff. Um, so yesterday, it, it, it kind of broke that um, uh, David Carr had talked a little bit about uh, Devontae Adams wanting to, for several years, to get out of Green Bay. And it was uh, not really surprising, I guess, Um it was it, – it made you think a little bit just about what was going on behind closed doors. It made you think a little bit. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, it wasn't shocking. You know what I mean? Because of some of the things that you had heard. It just – it was a little bit confusing, I guess, might be the best way to put it. It was confusing because Rodgers kept talking on Pat McAfee about wanting to get Devontae and wanting Devontae to sign. I guess either he was in the dark – about what was going on or didn't realize the tug that uh, Derek Carr had on Devante's, you know, want, so to speak, or heart, so to speak. So I, it was, it was one of those things when, um, you heard it. My initial reaction was, wow, really for a couple of years, he's been wanting out. My second reaction was, um, well, wait a minute. Maybe this, depending on what side of the fence you fall on via the, the conspiracy theory, One, Aaron Rodgers doing anything and everything he can for his guy to create a value for not only himself but for the team. So when Devontae Adams gets all these catches and all these yards and these big game moments, he's a guy that's going to draw more in return for trade value for the franchise. That's one way of looking at it. The other way is that Aaron Rodgers was going out of his way to try to throw the ball to Devontae Adams and say, "Dude, you got to stay. You got to, to, you know, I can throw it to you better." stick around, I'll get you the ball, you'll get more money, you you know, all of that. So whichever side of the fence you could fall on could be the reasoning why we saw so much of focus, specifically in the last couple of years in the postseason, to Devontae Adams. If Rodgers thought that, yeah, his, his guy was out the door. I don't know. I mean, Rodgers is a very deep thinker. So some will say, nah, he's not worried about the franchise and about his trade value and about this. I would would beg to differ. I think as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, he's probably one of the most intelligent guys when it comes to all of that and probably the deepest thinker we've ever ran across um, when it comes to stuff like that. So uh, I didn't find it shocking uh, when David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, was on the Rich Eisen show. And and talked a little bit about how they had, had that in the works for years. I know there were some fans that were mad, uh, and I don't still don't understand specifically why people were mad. If you got a great explanation as to why that angered you, let me know. But it might just be that you know, hey, he just didn't want to be in Green Bay, and people take a lot of pride in the pack. I mean, the Packers are the number one thing in the state. Let's be honest, the w- number one most recognizable brand. I think out of anything, uh, there's probably a couple of companies that run a close second. You know, a company like, say, you know, Miller or Harley, Kohler, big companies like that. You know, that I get. But when you talk about the brand, the, the number one thing that's most recognizable in the state of Wisconsin is Packers. Everything else is just playing catch up to second. So people take a lot of pride in that. And maybe just him wanting to leave. Maybe that just made you mad. I don't know. But yesterday that word came out and a lot of people, I, I don't, Ben, so now that it's all settled in, when you when you listen to that, when you listen to David Carr talk about the conversation with his brother Derek and the fact that he and Devontae Adams have been kind of conspiring to try to get him, to play, those two to play together for quite some time now, any different reaction today than there was yesterday? Not really, I guess the time has made me a little more of an
1: optimist in the way that like, I look at it and I give more props to the Packers organization for. I mean, if this has been happening for a while, the fact that A, we never heard about it, but B, the fact that they were able to move him and still put together a Super Bowl caliber roster or one that I think is Super Bowl caliber. I like the whole situation with Rodgers and his comments. I'm not going to pretend to understand all, like, what the context of was of everything he said on McAfee. I kind of just look at it like. The Packers hadn't didn't have a chance to bring Devontae back. They moved on, and they did a great job with what they got for him. And, and I mm-hmm. think they're in a good spot. So I, I guess kudos to them, and in somewhat kudos to Rogers in the offense. If Devontae was trying to get his way out for years, kudos to them for still you know playing like the best quarterback right. and best receiver in football.
0: Right. Yeah. I. You know. If 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 he was completely unhappy. Nobody knew it. If he was, you know, just not thrilled with his situation in Green Bay, nobody really knew it. The only thing we knew was he was not going to play for the franchise tag. He wanted his contract. He wanted the money. He was not going to play for the franchise tag. Other than that, when it came to play in the field, that never suffered. At least not that we could see, right? That never suffered. So kudos to Devontae Adams and kudos for the Packers for getting what they could out of him, but... I I just it, in when you talk about it topically, I don't think there's anything to see here. You know what I mean, Ben?
1: I agree. I am interested to hear what Rodgers and what Devontae say next if it's brought up right with Rodgers and what he said on mm-hmm. McAfee. Just because I mean all the comments you've run through, taken completely out of context. You we all thought that he meant we're waiting for him to get signed here in Green Bay. So right, I want to hear right. that stuff, but uh, yeah. Aside from that, I mean. I also look at this like you see the Chiefs, who are another wildly successful organization. They also traded their highly priced, talented receiver and instead, you know, built the roster around other places and didn't mm-hmm. want to give him all that money. I kind of look at it like, I mean, the Chiefs and the Packers, I would put in the light of intelligent organizations, they traded with the Dolphins and the Raiders, who have not had the best track record. Right. I think it can tell you that maybe paying all this money to a guy isn't the best possible thing to do.
0: I uh, I would agree with that, and uh, this was uh, just came in from uh, from Joe, who hits us up on the Bud Light Live Stream. He said, after Rogers' failures in the postseason, why uh, surely it was part of it. So now let me say this: it's not all Rogers. Remember, when you talk about the failures in the postseason, you're you're heaping everything, all the failures of the team on one guy. Let's not forget that the special teams absolutely positively sucked. Okay, and let's not forget that. You were there because of Rodgers. Let's not also forget that you you talk about two big plays in the last two playoff games. One being the Aaron Jones hit and fumble. When he got drilled, he got clocked. He got knocked out of the game against Tampa Bay. They were never the same team after that. After the fumble, it completely derailed the offense. And then same thing again this past year. When they were driving down, they went down like hot knife through butter in that first opening drive, scored, and we thought, here you go. They're going to run rough shot over Uh, San Francisco and then the offensive line couldn't sustain and then Mercedes Lewis gets hit fumbles the ball San Francisco recovers turns it into points and San Francisco never looked back because then they became the aggressor and the Packers uh, played almost scared because they just didn't have an answer on the offensive line right the (laughs) the the, the NFC championship game John wants to blame on Kevin King Kevin King had two plays the person, the, uh, the pass interference call to end the game, basically, and then the uh, touchdown just before half. That I agree with. But when you had the opportunity to score and you put the ball in Rodgers' hands three straight times, instead of going to the open receiver, he ended up trying to go, in, to, go to Devontae. They said it in uh, Tampa Bay, and they said it again um, against San Francisco. Both defensive coordinators for the Buccaneers and for the 49ers said they knew where he was going to go with the ball. Therefore, they double teamed and even triple teamed uh, Devontae Adams because they knew that's the only guy he was going to throw to, and it was it, it happened both times. That's on Rogers. That I agree, but I'm not heaping everything on him because if you want to put every postseason failure, no, you got to go. You got to go look at the defense for a long time. That defense was was atrocious. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. And I agree with you, Terry. When Dylan went down, that was it. That changed. The ability for the team to be able to run north south to have any kind of a run game because then they were only pitching out to uh, to uh, Aaron Jones, who was trying to get outside. They were running a lot of screens. They were or not screens, but they were running a lot of quick outs to to Aaron Jones, and he just wasn't getting any traction. He wasn't. He certainly couldn't run through the defensive front. The offensive line wasn't blowing open any holes, and when they tried to go wide, just couldn't get it. Therefore, focus on Devontae double and triple cover him, let everybody else be open because Rodgers isn't going to focus on them, and then make sure that coming out of the backfield, you've got a spy. And that's exactly what they did. And they were successful doing it. And in part, yeah, that's part of Rodgers' fault. But let's not forget that that special teams <laughs> gave up points, man. Gave up points. Big time. 877-867-1670. If you got something to say, say it. Um, so anyway, um, the... The the talk about uh, Devontae and about him leaving and then the trades and going in a different direction, I also am of the belief, and I said this yesterday, um, that and, and this is from Dwayne, who emailed me the same thing, and he said, without Devontae Adams, though, they don't have any weapons. I don't believe that. Um, you're going to get Bakhtiari back, hopefully. You're hopefully going to get Elton Jenkins back. Josh Nyman played extremely well last year. you still got Josh Myers back at center. you got John Runyon. You've got other guys you've picked up. You've got depth on the offensive line. And I also think you have a defense that even if they don't get a ton of turnovers, which they haven't in recent history, they still have the ability to get off the field. They were bad on third down percentage last year. They weren't good, not consistently. Even though their numbers overall rose and more, pretty much points per game rose, they you were still able to drive up and down the field on them. So if this team's able to get off the field on third down and flip field position and give the ball back consistently to Aaron Rodgers, say an extra drive or two per game, then you're going to give them an extra opportunity to move the football. And I I think they have enough weapons. Now, it's going to come down to, and I I think this year is probably more so, we talk about Shanahan all the time in San Francisco and what he's going to do and what he's going to scheme. Don't forget, though, he's got Debo Samuel on Kittle. Both of those guys are fantastic. A good run game with Mostert and company. But those two guys, Debo Samuel, who's basically a Swiss Army knife, even waiting for him to get back into camp, and then George Kittle, both of those guys are dynamic and a defense front that you can just say, I'll take a few risks because my guys get after it. So we talk about the Shanahan offense. I think this year it really becomes incumbent upon Matt LaFleur and the Matt LaFleur offense. I really do. I think this year is, it, it is incumbent upon them to scheme guys open and it to be executed the way it's kind of drawn up at times. And then you take in the prowess of a veteran, an MVP like Aaron Rodgers, and the ability to spread the ball. I, 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 the only area that I have a concern with is when you decide we need to go downfield. We, that two minute offense. I don't know if that's capable. Everything else. I think you're okay, but that two minute got to get down the field. I, I, that 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 area of the ability to blow the lid off consistently, that area scares me because you don't always have that. 877-867-1670, 867 1670 You want to hit us up, do it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, and they're treating guys all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. One phone number to call. It's right there on the screen on the Bud Light live stream, 414-455-4451. That's 414 455 4451, whether it's ED, erectile dysfunction, low T, maybe you're just feeling down, you're tired, you're sluggish, you're moody, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. Stop in, get your numbers checked if you're over the age of 30 specifically, and they can tell you where you're at and, and devise a plan to help you. Uh, and then there's the all in one weight loss program, and that just works. <laughs> it just. It works. All you, they'll say, here's the instructions. You follow the instructions. On day one, I do this. Day two, I do. Okay. Day three. Okay. And you got a little room for error, but then you just follow it, and you're like, okay. And next thing you know, bam, you can see all, all your stuff again because the gut's gone. It's not blocking the view from your feet or anything else that's important for that matter. Call them, 414-455-4451, 414-455-4451. That is the New mail Medical Center. Stay tuned. More the Bill Michael Show next. It may look like it's uh, all shut down, but uh, Stoley's Hog Alley, under construction, it's going to be beautiful come uh, September, end of August, beginning of September, when they get all the construction done. But it's open. It's open. They have the big tent out front, so they have tables under the tent, the kitchen's still open. So don't forget, check out our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoles All 109, where the entertainment is going to be flowing this weekend as well. They'll have the garage doors open and such, so stop on out. Stoley's Hog Alley, Stoles All 109. Both great places. Jeff and Alicia, both great people. So uh, tell them we said hi. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give them a shout. Um, what else do we have here? Got a lot of different stuff. Uh, this is from, who's this from? This is from, oh, Anthony. Anthony, uh, Anthony. you emailed like three times today already, man. Thank you for listening and participating. Oh, my God, you got something to say about everything. Uh, he says uh, the 49ers were just the better team. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was cold in that game and choked. Uh, also, uh, our special teams coach was a complete moron. That was the dismal failure of the Green Bay Packers. <sighs> can't can't totally argue with that, I guess. Uh, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, but um, did, did did Rodgers look old and cold in that game, Ben? Hmm. He looked out of sorts.
1: I don't know if I would say old and cold necessarily. Right. Because remember, there were some drives that were ended with drops too. Like there was the yeah. one over the middle to Dagora, I believe. I don't think old is the right word. Like breeze mm. at the end looked old. He couldn't throw. Right. But eh. Hey, right. I don't know. He just looked out of sorts.
0: I uh you know, I- I still go back to, I think, going into this season, it's going to be, for as much as has been talked about with the wide receiver core, I'm not overly concerned. The only time I'm concerned is come two-minute drill. That's it. You know, going and people talk about, like I said, Shanahan's offense all the time. Look what Shanahan can do. Well, when you got Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and, and you know, company, uh, Elijah Mitchell, um, you know, their running back. Um, George Kittle, obviously, over at the, the tight end position. So I... You just look at what they can do, and, and they've got some talent. It's not like they're bereft of talent, and it's not all Shanahan, but the same thing with the Packers. I th- I still think that you can get enough done with the likes of Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, and you go through that whole list and hopes that, hope that some of the young guys are able to just make some catches to step up, you know? Um, I, I'm – and then obviously between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones out of the backfield and some of the tight ends that they have. And, and Mercedes Lewis kind of showed his wares a little bit last year. Uh, we talk about him being old. And at some point, you know Father Time's going to catch him. And this might, probably is going to be his last year. But um, he made some catches last year, too. And it's not big catches. just, you know, move the sticks. Keep the drive alive. That type of thing. Uh, so I'm... I'm you know, if their defense is close to being top five, and we talked yesterday, look, I Rob Rob Reichel is kind of like myself at times, very either realist or pessimistic just because you look at things and you say, okay, it's easy to put, you know, the green and gold glasses on, but when you look at it in reality, there's some holes. This year, defensively speaking, I don't see a lot of holes. I'm really anxious, at least on paper, I'm really anxious to see how this defense performs. If they're top five, then all the offense has to do is just sustain. They don't have to be spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. So there's no reason not to think that the Packers are going to end up being a really, really good football team. 877 You want to find us, do it. Again, Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 867 This was interesting, and I, I know you you found this, Ben. I saw this. Uh, uh, a buddy of mine over in Columbus sent it to me as well. Uh, different story, but same story. Uh, you got it out of Cleveland.com. Ohio State believes they need $13 million in NIL money to keep its football roster together. Speaking, about 100, speaking to about 100 members of the Columbus business community, yesterday morning, the Ohio State football coach, Ryan Day, uh, put a name, image, likeness, price tag on what he believes uh, is the ability to keep the Ohio State football roster together. He said... That rate, eh, about $13 bucks. What? Yep. Some schools engaged in NIL payments at the highest level right now, he says. And that number might sound small and quaint. To many other schools in the Big Ten, though, it sounds gigantic and also impossible. As usual, it's a number that puts Ohio State in the thick of the latest challenges and changes to college sports. As the Buckeyes always say, they seek to straddle the line of keeping up without going too far, and while it might be tempting to kind of look at the $13 million for an 85-man scholarship football team as 150000 bucks a player, uh, I think it can be the better calculation is something closer to $500,000 each for each of the 26 guys you cannot live without. A half a million dollars for the must-haves. Ohio State hosted the event at the, uh, the Covelli Center. Uh, Which is on campus. They unveiled the NIL corporate ambassador program to encourage businesses to hire OSU athletes. They are actually going. Do do they do anything like this on the campus uh, with Wisconsin, Ben? I don't. I don't know of something specific like this. Yeah, they have something similar. There's an online marketplace that connects, say, businesses to a player. It's an online marketplace. This is this is actually what they call the NIL corporate ambassador program where they are recruiting businesses now to come in and, quote, hire these athletes. I cannot say Wisconsin has that. That's what that's what Ohio State's putting in place and and people get pissed. Uh, but it, that's the rules. You can do that now. They're not breaking any rules. And this is the Pandora's box that once it opened, this is what people were fearing. Was it's because originally it was Johnny Manziel. Remember Johnny Manziel doing the, you know, the the money in the fingertips thing as he walked across the stage when he got drafted? Show me the money. And he wanted to be paid. His dad wanted him to be paid. He needed the money. It was all about the money to him. And they were going to force the. That's when it really, really, really became prevalent was because there was Manziel jerseys everywhere, and he he and his dad were very outspoken about, you're using my name, you're using my likeness, and I don't get a dime for it, on and on and on and on and on. We all know he turned out to be more self-absorbed and and better thinking than he really was, but it is what it is. So anyway, it was supposed to be money for some of these top players. You know, if a guy could, you know, if you had Ron Dane still on the fold and Ron Dane was going to be the all-time rushing champion, if Ron Dane had the ability to go sign some autographs, let him go do it. You know, let him go do it. If you've got the ability for some guys that are pretty good players to make a little bit of money on the side, let him go do it. Now, everybody's available. It's your're talking. we are going to recruit via money and business versus academia. That's what it's coming down to. If it's about the money, you don't give two dams about the institution and about the education. Now, these educational institutions, such as Ohio State and Alabama and Texas A&M and Wisconsin and all these other ones that are USC that have all big money backing, they're good institutions. It's good to have a, a college scholarship from there to begin with. I agree with that. But now it's becoming big-time monetary recruiting. And they are, they are just out of the weeds. No longer is it, hey, we could probably get you a job with this guy. This is now we need all of our, our Ohio State businesses to come together, put a pot of money together. We need $13 million a year from all of you businesses so we can retain, recruit, and keep the, the good players we get. That's what this is about. And you can bitch about it, you can moan about it, all you want, but it's now legal. It's because the NCAA got its ass arrogantly so many times in court, they just had their acquiesce. Had they just figured out a way to pay the guys to begin with, a minimal stipend, so they could take their girlfriends out for a pizza, none of this would have been an issue. But the NCAA is wrapping their arms around the money, going, "They didn't get any of our money." <laughs> Look at us! But they don't give. They're so short-sighted by the problems that are down the road. It isn't funny. And for what Nick Saban said, and it's hard to hear Nick Saban say it because Nick Saban's sat on top of the mountain for so long. It's hard for the king to complain about money. But what Nick Saban said. Now, about buying an entire football team, you know, I don't know necessarily that I believe that. But for the most part, what he said about NIL is true. Teams are going to buy football players. They're going to just go out and buy the whole team. And that's what it's going to come down to. And then you're going to put guys in the portal system. They're going to get, you know, $500,000 from Ohio State. And then they'll go to the portal. They'll leave. And then the next school will recruit them and give them 600000 then the next school will recruit, and they'll do that for three years until they go pro. That's that's the way they'll do it. They'll work the system. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But this is just a a, the Pandora's box is really just blown open now. When you have when you have guys like this, Ryan Day, and it's not a wrong, it's not bad, but it's when you got guys like Ryan Day going out and preaching to the business community, we need thirteen million dollars a year now to sustain our program and keep the players. If you want us to be good, you got to help me pay these guys. That's basically what he's saying. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Stay tuned. Give me your thoughts on this. Because now you basically got college athletes that are, for the lack of a better term, they're getting paid, so they're pros. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on on this Friday edition, this portion of the program, brought to you by our good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella, for a long time, uh, and still is uh, the best uh, when it comes to windows, doors, when it comes to the ability to finance, when it comes to customer satisfaction. Um, they do it. Uh, they're just fantastic people and they do it better than anybody. They come out, they, they set up the free in-home consultation. They come out, they go through everything with you, the interior, the wood trim, whatever it happens to be in your home, what, what fits your budget best, what it is your needs and wants are. They explain it to you. They set you up via financing. If in that, if that's the route you want to go, uh, they have terrific financing and then they custom measure, custom cut, custom assemble custom install. They guarantee their installation. I mean, there's no reason that I could think of to go with a different window. And now they've got more innovations. They've had the slider. They've had the roll screen. Now they've got a screen that allows even more light in, even though it's a screen. So you don't have that darker color in front of you anymore. So just so many different things that they do and do extremely well. Go to PellaWI.com for your free in-home consultation. PellaWI.com. Again, pella wi dot com or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. And just get the best windows in your home, best economically. They add value to your home. So many different things you can just enjoy about them. Not to mention that when you lay your head on your pillow at night, they are safe and sound, and they are secure. So good stuff from our friends at Pillow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's go back to the uh, phones. Market Plunger, what's going on, man? How you doing? oh uh, Well, how about you? I'm doing well today. What you thinking?
2: The uh, all of this. You're right. Well, first of all, the NIL is it did open the Pandora's box, but all of this whining by the schools is nonsense. First of all, I hate to say this because obviously it is a lot of money, but thirteen million dollars is not a lot of money to any of those Big Ten schools. Considering what they get sixty some million a year from the TV rights,
0: uh-huh. a lot of them
2: are paying their coaches what ten, twelve, thirteen million dollars a year. Right. So you give me a half hour. Give me your financial statements of those schools, and I will find that money in a heartbeat. So you're not going to be able to spend, you know, as much as you want on building new buildings and other things. But don't tell me that they can't find that money. That's nonsense. No, that, you
0: know, that's the point, though. That's the point. They don't have to. They'll find yeah. businesses to pay that money.
2: Yeah. Where well, some, that's where some schools yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. And, and it is unfair to those other schools, but it's already unfair to those other schools. They can't afford to get the good coaches. They can't spend the money on recruiting. They can't, they can't attract the, the top talent. It's not like mm-hmm. Ohio State is all of a sudden going to have 25-star quarterbacks because there's not enough room on the team for them. And after a year, most of those guys are going to say, well, what am I doing? I want to play football. I'm going to go somewhere else. So it's, for short run, it's going to cause chaos. But all of this talk about how difficult it's going to be for these schools, Trust me, they will find a way to do it. The ones that have money and the ones that don't, well, they're not going to be much worse off anyway. It's already well,
0: kind of unfair to them. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call because you bring up some good points. Let me let me kind of go through this again because some aren't getting it. It's not that Ohio State is crying poor mouth. That's not it. Ohio State is basically taking out taking it out of the weeds and putting it right into the forefront and saying, we need the money. And again, you know, like, uh, you know, PAC fan says, you know, boo, freaking who, Ohio State, nobody's feeling sorry for you around here. You shouldn't feel sorry for them. You should feel sorry for Wisconsin. You should feel sorry if you're a Minnesota fan, if you're a Purdue fan, if you're an Indiana fan. That's who you should feel sorry for. That's the point, is they're going out and standing in front of business owners now and going, we need the money to compete. They're going to get it. They'll, they'll get that. It's the ones that can't do that, that won't be able to won't be able to compete. So you know, uh, market plunger, he's right. You know, well, they're going to get five five star recruits, and those guys aren't going to want to play because they want to want to play for them because they're going to want to play football. But think about what you just said. They'll get five of them, right? They'll get five. Wisconsin's lucky to get one. That's the point. So nobody's asking you to cry, cry, you know, sorry or feel bad for Ohio State. That's not it. That the, the point is, is he's standing up in front of the business owners going, we need $13 million. They're not taking it out of their budget. Ohio State's not doing that. I completely occur, concur. They're not doing that. Wisconsin won't take it out of their budget. Indiana might have to, Purdue might have to, some of these lesser schools. That's the point. You look at, like, Notre Dame backers. Notre Dame should be able to buy themselves whatever the hell they want. As long as they've gotten the ability to get him th- this particular athlete in academically when it comes to football, as long as they can get in academically, they'll be able to buy whatever they want. Whatever they want. But that's that's the point of this. Did I explain it poorly, Ben? Did, did was was it I did I explain it that Ohio State was crying poor mouth? No, I
1: uh, I think the context is valuable. That with Saban's comments and with these, they're in front of business owners, pretty much saying right. we need more. But I will right. say, I I mean, it's not like Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa were competing anyway. Like with this whole thing, and I I understand that now it's going to be an arms race at the top. And yes, Wisconsin and that tier is going to fall, fall very far below that. But I would argue they have been far below that for a while. Like maybe they'll go win a football game here and there. But if you look at the recruiting, like Ohio State's top five anyway, it's just going to change, you Mm -hmm. know, the order of the top five. Wisconsin will still like a, a three star or four star kid from the state of Wisconsin is not going to be swayed probably by all these like big schools with, with big money because you you mentioned with the guys that are going to the NFL, that's, I mean what first second round picks that's 60 guys. It's not like the entire college football landscape. So I guess, yeah, Wisconsin is going to fall behind, but I would say they would stay on the same par as most other programs in the country that aren't the 10 big
0: names. The, Argument to that is okay. Uh, let's say, well, then if you're Nick Saban or Ryan Day, you're saying, yeah, we need more money because we need to compete against Alabama. We need to compete well, in, in in the Big Ten. They need to compete against Michigan because that's their big rival. That's that that's who competes with them in that division. Uh, because everybody else, maybe Penn State, but they pretty much far outdistance everybody else when it comes to the ability to recruit. Anyway, uh, so I agree with that. But the point is that they're putting it out there. So not only, and you're right, not only are you already behind, but now the gap between the haves and the have-nots can widen. Think about this for a minute. If I'm a kid who believes I'm probably going to play in the NFL and I want exposure, but we all know at 18 years old, if somebody says, I'll throw you 300 grand, as opposed to a school that can only throw you 20, where are you going? Take the money. Right. So to Market Plunger's point, why are you going to get five quarterbacks on one team because they're eventually going to want to play? Yes, I agree with that. But initially, they're all going there. Yeah, we saw that. Because they can get paid more money. We saw that last year pretty much with Quinn Ewers. Left high school Mm -hmm.
1: early, got a million plus from Ohio State, transferred to Texas. Right. But I guess my point would be how much better is Ohio State going to get from where they are now? Because they're already in the top five every year recruiting.
0: They right, already turn out NFL depth,
1: guys like crazy.
0: Their depth, two things. One, their depth can be so much more uh, than what it is. And secondly, now they are, because their worries are not necessarily Wisconsin and Minnesota and, you know, and Rutgers. Their, their worry is Alabama. Their worry is USC. Their worry is Notre Dame. They're, that's where their worry comes from. You know, and, or, or maybe Oregon. Oregon tends to, you know, go in that direction too. UCLA, um, there—that's where their worry comes from. So I get that, I understand it. Florida, as well, and then you look at like Clemson out of the ACC. Um, but the schism between the haves and the have-nots can grow. And my point is, is that all of a sudden you are losing the ability to compete. Whereas when you are not paying players, Ohio State may have five five-star recruits so that sixth five star recruit who would who would normally say you know what there's five of those guys I don't want to compete for that I want to go to Indiana I want to go to Wisconsin I want to go to Minnesota I want to go to Michigan I want uh, you know those guys are going to go elsewhere but now if you've got a team that has three or four of those five star recruits the five star recruit's going to say well how much are you going to give me to go there and they're going to say we'll give you half a mil we'll give you 300,000 Whereas Wisconsin's saying, look, we'll, we'll give you everything we possibly can. You would be our only five-star recruit. We'll give you 50000 Well, you're still not making as much money. You may end up transferring, but your initial year or two, it's not going to come at Wisconsin where you learn the system and you go through it. You're going to come in as a hired gun wherever you go after the fact. It's it's just a. I and I said that from the very beginning. When you introduce the ability to just give them money through businesses – it is the Wild West. You don't have a way to regulate it. Now, eventually, businesses are going to say, I'm not, getting my, I'm, I'm not getting bang for my buck. So the, the businesses won't continue to support that as heavily. They'll have to find other businesses. But as we all know, <laughs> you know, with certain schools and certain prominence comes the ability to say, okay, you don't want to spend your money? Next. And then there's somebody else for them. 877-867-1670. Agree or disagree? I mean, I think it's a very interesting conversation when it comes to the NIL and the ability for teams to go out and get money to pay players. Because uh, this is not what the NCAA was supposed to be all about. Just not. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> trip 250 right around the corner coming up uh, July 3rd we're gonna be at Elkhart Lake Road America as a NASCAR comes to town looking forward to it but the reason I bring it up is that if you stop in a Quick trip and I was down at the one-on-164 today and a gentleman there uh, said you know hey Bill how you doing I said I'm doing good you know you and he held up this package of Jack Lynx he said get any extra registrations. And uh, he was a guy that worked on the, uh, the the Waukesha DOT, and I just kind of laughed, but he's right. And he's, as he's holding up the Jack Link's products, he's typing in his quick rewards number, which is your phone number, and getting the extra registrations to win that 2022 Chevy Camaro SS. I, I I'm telling you, get in and get that thing registered, man. Maybe you could be one of the 10 winners that get keys every week. They give away some additional prizes. But uh, you can be one of the 10 winners offered to come on site July 3rd, just before the uh, NASCAR series gets underway, the Quick Trip 250 at Road America. We're going to be at the Oosthoff and giving that thing away, giving away that brand-new Camaro. So get get into a Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards number, whether it's a Pepsi product or a Jack Link's product, whatever it happens to be, they are going to draw 10 winners prior to that, and uh, you and I are all going to head up to uh, Road America And maybe you could win a brand-new 2022 Chevy Camaro SS, and this thing is just flat-out badass. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful vehicle. All brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Good stuff. Um... This one is from let's see here this is Micro. Micro says, uh, "Hey guys, paying players is okay as long as it's not ridiculous amounts of money. Can't they just come to a formal agreement to say a player may receive X amount of dollars and that's it? That would then level the playing field." Um I, my thought is That, that that's eventually going to happen when they try to take some of this away. and the Because ridic- this went from being a couple hundred bucks a week to $500,000. And when guys, and girls for that matter, are getting contracts in high school, in high school now, at some point, I I believe you do have to cap it. Um, That's a great question. I would assume that the NCAA is already looking in that direction. But how do you tell somebody they can't make money on their name, image, or likeness? Because you know eventually it's going to be contested in the courts. You know what I mean, Ben? Go ahead. There's pretty much
1: nothing the NCAA can do at this point except start to sue based on the legislation they really didn't put in place. And then Mm -hmm. at that point, you're just into money battles. So, I, I mean, I don't see any way it's actually solved. I do think, though, this first year has been such a rush in terms of all of this with the portal, guys moving around, and the money. I do think it will move back to a normal level eventually because as you mentioned either businesses realize it might not be the best use of money or i don't know teams and and schools realize that they don't really want to get into this i i think it will get a little less crazy as time goes on mhm you would you would certainly
0: hope i do hope you you certainly hope but For- uh, how, yeah it, it's how do you if 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 you Try to put it. Yeah, you're right, because they didn't make enough legislation to say whether or not they could or could not put a cap on it. The argument would be I have the ability to make this amount of money. And I should be allowed to do it based upon my name and my image, not the school's image. And that should not then disqualify me from eligibility to play collegiate uh, collegiate football, basketball, whatever it happens to be. Uh, And therefore then move on to the next level and make a living. I mean that that would ultimately be the argument, I guess. But I, yeah, I guess the NCAA could make their own rule to say, look, we we cannot stop you from making money, but if you make more than X amount of dollars, your eligibility to play in NCAA athletics, whatever, would then, you know, come to an end. Maybe maybe that's the way you. You, you kind of do it, and I don't even know if that's legal. I don't know how much that would be contested because you got to assume it would be right. I don't know how much it would be contested um, in the in the court system. I also will it, say that
1: we are in the middle of the dog days of the off season. Once the football gets kicked off, I think a lot of this is going to go on the side burner.
0: Yeah, that's just it, though. But it, it, regardless, it'll still be below the surface. I would argue big, it's always been. Well, yeah, but now it's out in the open. Now you don't, you, you've never had coaches before going before a business committee saying, hey, we need $13 million to pay our players. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've never had that. 877 You want to find us? Do it. Always appreciate it. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Uh, today, did you know today is National Donut Day? Is that true? I don't know. I don't like donuts. You know, oh, that's right. You're not a donut fan. They look good. I see people posting over on Facebook. They look good, but I, I they're not in my diet. I can't have one, but I'm not down with that. I'm going to have a bagel. There you go. The non-rising donut. <laughs> Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next.